Welcome in, Fanatic at 5. I'm Jamie Lynch in with Aton Shander this morning. Aton will be with us here for the first segment as he goes to prep with Trey. Not the whole segment. No. Don't promise something you can't deliver. That's that's a fair point. Um, I, and I know you're very upset about the Big Bang Theory ending. We'll get to that later, so just calm down. First, we got to get to the Phillies. You know, I had no idea. Yeah, 12 years, man. It's over. I know you're devastated. Well, we'll definitely have to build something around that this morning. Yeah, there should be something on, uh, on I guess, TV show longevity. I don't know. Whatever. No. But that, that show mean, sucked. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, it is the most overrated television show. For that to run 12, <laughs> 12 years. 12 years. It, it's the most overrated. And here's the thing. you ha- Jason Stark coined this phrase. You have to be somewhat good to be overrated. Like, you can't. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. if you suck. You're not rated. Exactly. So I, I understand that there's appeal to the show. I never got the appeal I to the show. I never got it either. But I can't imagine a show that is that bad that is run that like How I Met Your Mother was pretty much trash too. No, How I Met Your Mother was solid. You would like that crap. It's uh, Jason Siegel's great. Anyway, nobody cares about that right now. Yeah, do you think people care about the Phillies? <laughs> well, I just put a poll up, okay? And I'm one person it from the voted. Thank account. you. One person voted so far. The fourteen wild card. Yes, we actually still care. Everybody else is E A G L E S. Uh, all right. Well, let's just so let's just play it and relive it. I guess yeah, it go about, ahead. It was about ten fifteen, ten thirty last night, and Sir Anthony comes in. Guy gets on second, and here's Ryan Zimmerman. Williams going back toward the fence. He jumps, and it's gone. It's off the top of the wall now, they say. And Zimmerman's heading to second base. The run scores. It's a tie game. It's 7-7. I think the umpire's going to look at this one. This is a huge look right now. Dave Martinez would like me to look at this. Or would this be a heartbreaker? This would be a heartbreaker. And here is the call. Oh, man. A game-winning walk-off home run decided after replay. Zerman's telling Soto to leave him alone and let him score. And the Nationals have won it 8-7. to seven. The Phillies are now three games back in the National League East. Uh, Three games. All right. I'm going to mark it August 23rd. Oh, now you're going to mark it? Well, well, I'm not not saying it's over. We marked it yesterday. August 23rd is officially the day my spirit has been broken. Yeah. It's, like it's, like everybody else, this team shattered. is just, this, this team is just boring. At I this mean, point. last night wasn't boring. That was a good baseball game outside of the finish. It's just there's too many. Like the catchers have 19 errors on the season, which is by far and away the most in the majors. It's the same amount of errors as the Marlins, Braves, and Mets or or Nationals. Nationals, Marlins, Mets combined have 19 catcher errors on the season. Yeah, it's bad baseball. I, mean, I don't think they people enjoy watching bad baseball. They literally gave the, the Nats a free run on the Alfaro bad throw. And I personally, I think Cesar should have still had it. Nothing drives me more insane than when it's a bad throw and they try to still get the out as opposed to trying to just get the ball and keeping it safe. So they spot him a free run there. Zach Eflin can't move the runners over with a simple butt but <laughs> bunt that causes them uh, you know a lost run it's just little things left and right compiled and it's just uh, i'm my spirit is broken 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think Listen, there's... Look, I don't think they're going to roll over and die. Uh, yeah, I just think people have lost significant interest over the last week. But yeah, there's like three... They're te- they've lost 10 of their last 15. Uh, there's at least two or three in the last two weeks where it's just inexcusable. And, and the Braves win another one last night, 2-1 to one in Pittsburgh. The Pirates, much like the Phillies, kind of forgot how to hit, uh, especially in this series. So they're doing you no favors. You're now three games out of the lead in the division. You're one and a half games out of the wild card. So, you know, maybe, I don't, I don't want to say focus on the wild card because that's going to be a, a dogfight, but I don't know. I'm, you know. Here's Gabe Kapler after the game. Uh, I think a little bit of Captain Positive was back last night. He, well, he's got no choice now. Yeah, I mean, um, here's Gabe after the game, courtesy NBC Sports Philly. I would just be completely straightforward. I don't worry. I'm not concerned about our club. I, I, I know that we have issues. I know that we are imperfect. But I don't worry about a four-game stretch. I don't worry about a ten-game stretch. I... And we pay attention to the ways that we can move the ball forward, the ways that we can take small steps forward, um, the ways that we can control and impact the game. Well, that four-game skid uh, has a very very strong likelihood of becoming a five-game skid uh, as 1 o'clock today, a little day baseball, which I love, especially with our hours. Yeah, I I don't think... You're not even going to watch. No, and and that's the thing. Like I think a lot of people are on my side at this point. Oh, we just got a tweet from Kyle Mellon. He goes, last night broke my spirit, too. Yeah. And it's just, there's Listen, only so much abuse you can take. I don't think people watch today. Honestly, I think today, well, at 1 it's, o'clock. It's Scherzer Nola. That's, still, eh. I, that's my point, is that I, I still don't think people watch. Well, we, last time they played Scherzer, look, they had a 4-1 lead. Uh, I, th- I think this was back in May or June. They had a 4-1 lead until Tommy Hunter and Hector Neres blew the game for you. So they've gotten to Scherzer before. Well, it's when was that, though? I, was, I think it was late May, early yeah, June, something and, like that. And look at what's happened over the last two weeks. Well, I don't know. It's very possible it's a five-game skid today. That would make it 11 of 16 that they lost, and frankly, it's just not good enough. I think people are tired of investing in this year. Well, honestly, at the same time, though, I hate that excuse. I've had people tweeted at me saying, oh, this is why people didn't support the Phillies. They could tell that this team wasn't for real. That's a bunch of garbage. No, people people That's were not invested. Well, people were definitely invested for a while. I'm just saying right now. No, I hear you. I but think I, it's, I, it's gotten to the point now where people are just like, they're done. I think people will still follow and tune in, but... Um, yeah, I think a lot of people probably will be done, especially with the Eagles starting up. Right. Um, and tonight you got to get ready for a big game against Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and and you know I see Ben Simmons last night tweet out a thing. It's about that time of the year with him in a jersey, and you're a month out from Sixers. So yeah, if the Phillies don't regrab our attentions here in the next week or two, uh, a lot of people may be checked out for good on this season. But overall, I you know even if they don't make the playoffs. It's the first time I've enjoyed baseball in at least five years. And and, and it's very frustrating baseball. I, I understand that. But, you know, I think overall the season, I hate to say it, uh, after a night like that would be a success. Yeah, I, I don't even know, man. At this point, you had a lead. You were up. You were playing decent enough. Oh, and by the way, uh, Justin Bohr and Roman Quinn made cases that they should be playing more yesterday. 
Yeah. Justin Bohr says uh Justin Bohr had two extra base hits with a home run and a double, uh driving in a lot of runs. The last time I forget the stat exactly, the last time um Carlos Santana had done that was I think like like again, like late May, early June. Uh, so Bohr clearly made a case why he should be getting some more time. Uh, Roman Quinn there got an RBI. Really should have been two, um, except for Zach Eflin not being able to move the runners over. And, and you know, uh, it's just so frustrating. Reese Hoskins was asked about the team's kind of mindset heading into the final stages of the season last night. Uh, and here he was after the game. I think if if you can't get up for a, for a pennant race and in the end of August and September, um, you probably should play something else. Probably should play a different sport. Um, check yourself out the door. It's. I don't think being tired is anybody's thought in here. Um, as soon as as soon as we get here with with what's on, at stake and um, what's going to be at stake in the next five weeks, um, I think everybody will, will be just fine as far as being tired. I, I mean that's. They do kind of look lethargic and just yeah, a little bit spent. Um, but I don't want to hear that's an excuse. I mean, every other team, the Braves are just as tired. They're just as young. Like, don't give me that crap. Um, but yeah, there it is. I mean, August twenty third, my spirits are broken. Yeah, I think that uh, anybody who was left is probably like that. But there were yeah. a lot of people that were like, "All right, I think you're hardcore people." Um, uh, you know, I'll throw myself in that. Obviously, are pretty it, much. Done. I think that that may have been the straw last night that broke the camel's back. Well, yeah, do you I, know where that that saying came from? By the way, no idea. Is that straw as in like hay straw? That I don't I don't get that saying. We might have to look that up. I don't know. The straw that broke the camel's back. Well, you just keep putting straws, like plastic straws. You know those stretch straws? <laughs> the ones that... That's they, bad they for keep. the ocean, though, bro. What are you... Come on. Are you anti-straw? We got to get... I have metal straws now. Metal? Yeah. It's actually great for ice... My wife is the, the driving force of this. Uh, but it's actually great because I drink a lot of iced coffee. So the metal straw kind of intensifies the coldness a little bit. Right. Yeah. So I actually have one in my bag. You want to borrow it? Yeah. Can I see it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, oh, should tweet, the other room. you should tweet this thing out. Yeah. I don't think people are aware of metal straws. Uh, my local coffee shop sells them. They're like 25 or 50 cents. Yeah. All more compelling than what happened last night, <laughs> by the way. See, no, no one cares, let, Drop. I'm telling you, let's go back to the Kevin Durant stuff. <laughs> I, I pegged this two weeks ago, three uh, weeks ago. <laughs> well, in other news tonight, we do have, uh, I guess you could call it the most important game of the preseason normally. Uh, Eagles Browns week three. Uh, I just caught up on Hard Knocks last night. Uh, they they did give the Michael Kendricks tease right before next week's episode, and that's where he was. And I think actually now watching it, I think he was specifically talking about the linebacker room because he he was making a speech to the linebackers saying we have more talent in this room than we did in Philly last year. Mm-hmm. So I think he was specifically talking, and he did come out with. Um, a clarification on on Twitter last night. Did you see it? No, I it did actually not. made sense. And, and and if you hate Michael Kendricks, you, I think you're a little weird. Um, I just I, you know, you're out. On, on I'm Michael not Kendrick. out. Do you know he's, he's not even starting. He's apparently in a backup role there. Right yeah, now. that's what I saw too. That's kind of crazy. I, I don't know. He's inconsequential to me. Well, here's what he said because I guess he was probably getting a lot of guff on, on online. He said Philly was the best team last year, not because of having the best talent, but because we were the best overall unit in football. How else would a team beat the Patriots? 
Here at the Browns, we have the capabilities to be an even better team because of the natural raw talent here. Uh, maybe, just maybe, HBO's Hard Knocks will show the rest of my speech I was trying to give to the team. By showing the full message, perhaps it will give me more clarity to my opinions. Placing the entire message I was trying to give in full context will show why it's not funny. So, uh, Kendricks didn't like the way he was portrayed. Yeah, well, welcome to TV. Yeah, welcome to Twitter. You know, I, I don't know. I've got zero sympathy for So, uh, your expectations tonight for the Eagles and Nick Foles. I know you want to see Foles into the third quarter. Um yeah, I think that's fair. I think what this guy's he lights it up in the half. Do you, do you bring him back out? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Lights it up, three, well, four he, touchdowns. Yeah, say he's, say he's got three touchdowns in the first half. You good? I, I, I take a I take a hard look at at sitting him maybe at that point, knowing that he's going to be. I, I just think at this point, after listening to all the conversations, I'd be shocked if Carson Wentz starts against the Falcons. I am with you. So if that's the so based on that. I think, yeah, I, I would be a little hesitant if he's lighting it up, saying, okay. But then again, he's only had really like a quarter, what, and a half so far, if that, yeah, yeah. before Sudfeld yeah, came in with the, the injury. second quarter. So Didn't I play the first one. He needs more. And again, if we're told that Nick Foles is a guy who gets hot and needs to get in rhythm, then I'd like to see him play as much as possible, you know, teetering on that line of, all right, you got to pull him. But I would imagine the Browns are going to have ones in, in the third quarter as well out there, at least to start. So I'd look at that and definitely have him out there as long as I can possibly push it. But it's definitely going to be till the first half, at least. Well, here's Nick uh, on NBC Sports Philly talking about, uh, you know, tonight's game and, and what, uh, you know, he's looking for and what the team might be looking for. For me, the game is just such a feel, like just getting back in the huddle, getting reps, playing a game, feeling the environment, feeling game day, because as an athlete, every athlete can tell you like what you feel, like your body knows it's game day. Body knows it's game day. So what, yeah. are, you, what are you watching for tonight? What's your number one? Outside uh, of Foles? Well, because Jim Schwartz, the, it looks like, says a couple position battles, uh, a.k.a. the slot uh, cornerback and I guess your third linebacker. They play so many two linebacker sets that it's not a huge deal. No, it looks those, like Jerry's in the front. That's right? who they want. Driver's yeah. seat. Um, but what are you watching for tonight? Big V, Nick Foles, the fourth running back, slot corner. Yeah, it's linebacker. crazy that we're down to like these types of issues, right? Like slot corner and third linebacker as far as the two big things. Honestly, without Jason Peters, and I know Trey is going to weigh on in this and give us more insight about it, but without Jason Peters for the preseason, and as poor as Vitae played... Ooh, he's got Miles Garrett tonight, too. Hey, listen, we know that there's going to be an opportunity, at least one game. You know, Vitae's going to play. It's not like he's going to dress every single game and not be out there. So he'll be out there if it's to spell somebody, if it's somebody gets hurt, if it's to move somebody around on the line, whatever the case may be, he's going to be out there. And I think Foles, we know that at some point Carson Wentz returns. We just don't know how much this team's going to rely on Vitae this year. So I think he's going to be the biggest one for me, which is... He and Sidney Jones on both sides yeah. of the ball. I, I, if Sidney doesn't win the slot cornerback position, it's it's pretty interesting because you know Jim Schwartz has said Darby's been the best player in camp. He's had the best preseason, so clearly he's not getting moved. Jalen Mills was kind of a heart and soul swag of the defense last year. 
Uh, so I highly doubt he's going anywhere. So if Sidney Jones isn't, you know, in that slot position, it's, no. uh, you know, I don't know. How, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he'll get time, but how much time, I guess, is the question, um, which is kind of crazy because I think we all kind of anticipated he was going to play a large role on this team this year. Yeah, that's, um, that's fair. So I'll, I'll, I will be watching that one probably the most tonight. Uh, the fourth running back spot, which is crazy because it's probably the least impact on the team, uh, really, outside of special teams, also has my eye a little bit. Uh, I'm curious what they do there. So that's what kind of I'm watching for tonight. Uh, the NFL news that came out of yesterday, and, uh, you know, the we. The rule change? We, well, there is no change to the rule change. Uh, the NFL decided after meeting with players, coaches, and some league officials uh, that they are not going to change anything about the helmet rule uh, heading into the regular season. And, and I saw the stat last night, and, and let me see if you can guess it. On average in the NFL preseason, how many helmet, new helmet penalties do you think were called per game? If you had to guess. Three. Uh, it's, it's half of that. One was, and a half. It was only one and a half helmet penalties per game called in the preseason which wouldn't you have guessed more like I originally thought like you know maybe three maybe four even I did um and they did I, mention one thing though real quick that incidental contact is not going to be penalized okay so that was not written into the original rule I guess they just added that they didn't really change anything correct just, just added a bylaw I guess um, yeah, we'll see. You know, the players clearly don't like it. I, I do think, you know, as Trey has been saying all week, I do think they'll they'll tone it down for the regular season. Uh, but officially on paper, it looks like no tweaks or changes to the rules will be made. Yeah, well, what are they going to tone down, though? If it's only been called one and a half times per game, yeah. I, I don't know how much less I mean, it's going to get called. Maybe they could call it on offensive players as much as they do it on defensive players. I don't know. It's going to be a work in progress, I think. Uh, I'm really curious to see the first game decided by, you know, in a crucial spot where they throw it on fourth and seven as the team's going for it with the game expiring and you get a new life. I'm curious to see the reaction then. Uh, but, yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, before you get out of here, I just wanted to talk about this. Well, actually, I wanted to hit you with two. Tiger and Phil officially announced their Thanksgiving weekend one-on-one match, Shadow Creek Golf Course, $9 million, winner takes all, November 23rd. Can golf get away with a pay-per-view event? Because Turner is going to broadcast it. Well, well, the only way it's it's with Tiger, and Saps will rush to it and watch it just because it's... I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I won't call me a Sap? Yeah. That's, uh, I guess yeah. we got to go outside and fight, huh? That's fine. I, I, seriously, man, like, there's there's nothing about this to me that's redeeming. <laughs> that's I, all I want to do is see Tiger win a major. I don't want to see Tiger go out there and play in the Farmers Classic. I don't want to see Tiger go out there and play one-on-one. I don't want to see Dr. J and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar go one-on-one. Nah. No, this is just... A, you a, would a, watch Durant LeBron one-on-one. Yeah, I would watch. Well, because that's actually, like, legit. These are two well, guys. Golf playing. is legit. No, but I don't think that it's also rare that you would get a televised one-on-one game in the NBA as far as, like, golf. All they're doing is just trying to maximize on the recent popularity or rebirth of Tiger. But, come on, there's there's nothing that's gained from this. It's not like anything's on the line. $9 million. Uh, like, either one of these guys needs $9 million. Well, I know. That's what I, my first reaction when I heard this was like, 
Really? You guys should be giving that money to charity. You know what I mean? Maybe like, they are. I don't know. I, yeah, maybe they are. I don't know. Um, I, here's the thing. But I, they certainly don't need $9 million. I'm not as reinvested in Tiger Woods, I think, as other people are. And honestly, I couldn't care less about Phil Mickelson. I just, I like I like watching golf, don't get me wrong, but Phil himself, like, he, he's a guy that started out as a villain, and because he went anti-Tiger, everybody started to love him. And I know what happened with his family and his wife, and I'm not taking away from that by any means, but it, there was just something about him that everybody just kind of forgave because he was the anti-Tiger, and he was the guy to go after Tiger. I, I don't know, something about him still rubs me the wrong way. I, I, don't, I can't, I'm it not faulting Sounds like you. he owns real estate in your head. No, I, I just, yeah. I, the, on the contrary, I don't give nah. a damn about nah, him. I think he's got a stake down, says Phil Mickelson's territory. Listen, Phil Mickelson could leave the planet tomorrow. <laughs> it would have zero impact on my uh, life. All right, last one before you get out of here with Trey. Uh, I have a new hated, uh, most hated man in the country, and that's Urban Meyer. Uh, the suspension came down yesterday. And sadly, it's it's the least shocking news ever. Yeah. Um, he gets a three-game suspension, basically comes back for conference play, doesn't miss any big, big Ten games. Um, but the it's college athletics is just kind of a joke. Um, you know, these UNC kids got four games for selling their own memorabilia, for selling sneakers. Uh, and probably not to go buy extravagant, extravagant things, probably just to get by as a college kid, you know what I mean? So they get four games, yet this guy that willingly uh, covered up, you know, hid and didn't really take action against a, a, a guy that was domestically abusing his wife um, gets three games. I mean, it's just a joke. Uh, the, the university in, investigating itself I mean, there's just so much about this not to like. Yeah. And, and you know, Ohio State has got to take a lot of blame here because, you know, apparently Urban knew about the 2015 incident in Florida before he, or the, the older one at Florida, excuse me if I have the date wrong on that. So Ohio State doesn't do a background check. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Urban just has complete car blanche to bring in whoever he wants. And, and look, his wife is implicit in this. She knew about it. All the coaches knew about it. It's just they they employed a scumbag and they covered him up and, and it's 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 really sickening. Yeah, and, and it's just you know we've been talking about so many other things and on this station we've neglected it for whatever reason. So it's it's tough because now we jump in at the end and, and try to catch everybody up on it. Yeah. Well, here's like Urban looked like a, a robot up there reading prepared statements. Yeah, it was a terrible and, look. And and look, he had, he had a chance to at least show some empathy and act like a human being, uh, but he acted like a creep. And I don't think I'll ever support the guy again. I, I you know I used to like watching his programs because it's usually a fun style of football. Uh, but when asked about, I think her name's Kristen Smith, is it? Um, asked about her in this situation, you know, how hard is it to say our thoughts are with her and her kids right now? We know what they've gone through is a terrible situation. We're sorry for our role in it, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Instead, this is what he says. I have a message for everyone involved in this. I'm sorry that we're in this situation. And um, I'm just sorry we're in this situation. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's terrible. Are you kidding me? Like, what a scumbag. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry we're in this situation. He didn't even address her by her name. Like, are you kidding me? Like, seriously, that is low. No, I agree, man. I agree. Like I said, it's unfortunate that we haven't had the ability on this station to really talk about it at length. 
because it, now it just seems like it's after the fact that we're, we jump on like like every other place. Yep, and every single Ohio State fan will be back to supporting them yep. week four, and and the NCA hypocrisy train rolls on, and it, it's just uh, it, it upset me last night because while I knew it was coming, it's still just like, are you serious? Yeah, um, I don't think there's any sport that we set aside our hypocritical nature for more than college football. Yeah. As far as all the things that that go yeah. wrong, the in system it. is broken. There's a lot of cover-ups for for years. Yeah, and and these kids, look, I don't know. But what hey, he, let's let's break down that Phillies game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Phillies. Uh, people have more rooting interest in the Phillies than they do Ohio State. You think uh, so? Yeah, just a little bit. All right, get out of here. I, go I don't know. We should. I I, I see. Hey, I would love you, to be able you smell to smell another pole. No, not listen. I, I don't know if we have the freedom to explore <laughs> that, but I I would guess that you're wrong. That if we did four hours on Urban Meyer and the in the decay of college football, I would bet you that fifty percent of people that we throw it out to aren't even familiar with the story. Well, part of that is on us that we just talk about well, two things and two things only. Well, I mean, that's majority of the time, that's what people care about yeah. here. Well, and we are a very localized market. Correct. And and I think that speaks a lot about our intelligence outside of our our teams that we follow. Like, we, we don't care. We're an isolationist fan base. And I think that hurts our intelligence. <laughs> to a degree. No, I you're, think you're not. You're, you well, yeah, are. So don't, lot, don't take any personal But there's a lot of people like me. Uh, not the majority. The majority of people in my I would probably say sixty percent are only care about local stuff. Isolationist, yeah. Yeah, I would say sixty, sixty-five percent. Maybe which is, round that up to sixty-nine percent. Yeah, which is again, I think that's a lot of that has to do with uh, where we are here. All right, go 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 with Trey. We're already late for the break. Uh, but yeah, yeah well, just, I shouldn't have been here this long anyway. Yeah, well, you know, I had to get your thoughts on Big Bang. Well, and Urban to do ten minutes on the Phillies. Yeah, it was actually eight. All right, relax there, guy. Uh, you're listening to the Fanatic at 5. I'm Jamie Lynch. He's Aton Shander. Coming up at 6 a.m. with Trey Thomas. Uh, it's Eagles-Browns game day. It's Aaron Nola, Max Scherzer day. Uh, and the Phillies may have broken all of our spirits. Fanatic Sports Times 525. The Fanatic at 5 on 97.5 The Fanatic. Divorce is a serious thing. To the extent that you can save your marriage, you should. No one knows that better than the attorneys at Cordell & Cordell. Attorney CPA Joe Cordell. As many of you know, we represent men in domestic relations cases. And most of our clients are captive to a process they didn't choose. If they could have, they would have saved their marriage. But their wives told them they want out. Suddenly at issue are the assets they've been a lifetime accumulating. What's more important, their role in their children's lives. If you're confronted with a marriage you can't save, we hope that you'll consider Cordell and Cordell. By the way, unless you're in Missouri or Illinois, I'm not licensed in your state. But that's okay. Our attorneys in your state are. Contact Cordell and Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Philadelphia area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 215-490-9999. Online at CordellCordell.com. That's CordellCordell.com. Offices in Philadelphia, Radnor, and Allentown, Pennsylvania, and Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Michelle Ferrari, licensed in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Barbera. Hi, I'm Gary Barbera. Wait, I'm Gary Barbera. And, and we, we approve, approve this 
Gary Barbera wants to thank you for making us number one. Oh, mama. 300 Jeeps Jeep at Barbera. On the Boulevard. Hello. 300 Jeeps Jeep. During Gary Barbera's On the Boulevard summer clearance event. 300 Jeeps Jeep. And Challengers Chargers from 1990. Minivans from 1990. 300 Jeeps Jeep. No models are being held back. Even Ram trucks are from 1990. It's official. You made Gary Barbera's number one in Dodge sales as reported by Dodge Division. We couldn't and we wouldn't say it if it weren't true. How do, how do we do it? All we do is discount Dodges, Chryslers, Rams, and 300 Jeeps cheap. Is Barbera's on the boulevard the best? <laughs> Boy, I guess. It's official. Barbera's is number one and we're having fun. It's the little things, like getting flowers for no reason at all. Aw, love you too, boo. Or feeling the love from your favorite store. At Peebles, customers get all sorts of perks. Like Style Circle Rewards, which give cardholders double points every day on every purchase. Or Club 40 and Fabulous, where everyone 40 and up gets an extra 20% off on Tuesdays, even on our best spot-on values. Fresh styles, big savings, and fun perks every day. Peebles. Little things mean everything. Peebles is part of our Sage family. Offer exclusions apply. Walgreens has you covered with the trusted summer essentials you need, no matter where you go this summer. Whether you're swimming in the pool, hiking in the woods, or playing at the beach, Walgreens has sun protection, bug spray, healthy snacks, and more at a great value. So before you go out there, come in here and prepare for summer care no matter where. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Now with card, buy one, get one free on hundreds of vitamins through August 25th. Equal or lesser value. Restrictions and exclusions apply. See store for details. If you have a Lowe's Advantage card, you can get an extra 5% off every day on items big or small. So you can save an extra 5% on a new coat of paint, updating appliances, replacing the flooring, and even save an extra 5% on little things like cleaning supplies, laundry detergent, and air filters. The big to-dos to the everyday essentials. You get an extra 5% savings every day when you use your Lowe's Advantage card. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Subject to credit approval and can be combined with any other credit offers. Exclusive supply. See store for details. U.S. only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages situations. All right, everyone. Fanatic Philly Sports Talk. Now one hour earlier with Aton Shander and Jamie Lynch. The Fanatic at 5. Weekday mornings at 5 on 97.5 The Fanatic. Welcome back to Fanatic at 5. Aton Shander and Trey Thomas coming up at 6 a.m. And if you're just joining us now, August 22nd is officially the day the Phillies broke my spirit. You know, I was uh, I was hanging in. I was the I was the positive one trying to say, you know, they got a shot. Uh, but after what you go through last night, and now you you have to come back today and face and face Max Scherzer. Uh, you hope Aaron Nola can can uh, obviously he'll he'll do his part. It's just whether or not the offense can can lift you up over Scherzer. Um, you know, last time they did face Scherzer, they had a four one lead. I think going into late innings before Neris and Tommy Hunter blew it for you. Uh, so it's not impossible. 
but now the Phillies are on a four-game losing skid. They've lost 10 of their last 15. Um, they are three games back of the Braves, who won 2-1 last night over the Pirates. They're a game and a half out of the NL wild card. Uh, and if you didn't see it, uh, let me torture you by letting you hear it. Ryan Zimmerman off of Sir Anthony Dominguez, bottom ninth, two strikes, strike away from, from winning it, and and this happens. He jumps, and it's gone. It's off the top of the wall now, they say. And Zimmerman's heading to second base. The run scores. It's a tie game. It's 7-7. I think the umpires are going to look at this one. This is a huge look right now. Dave Martinez would like you to look at this. This This would be a heartbreaker. And here is the call. Oh, man. A game-winning walk-off home run decided after replay. Zerman's telling Soto to leave him alone and let him score. And the Nationals have won it 8-7. And the Phillies are now three games back in the National League East. Look, you put up seven runs... You should be winning baseball games. Uh, it's just they they left runs out on the field. Zach Eflin only went three and a third innings last night. The bullpen did a for the most part did an all right job. You know Eflin wasn't able to move a runner over that cost him a run. Jorge Alfaro had a had a free run for the Nationals, having a, a horrible throw to Cesar at second. Um, you know just typical Phillies frustrating stuff. And you know one thing I don't want to hear today is that it's Gabe's fault. Um, it's not, you know, it's just incredibly frustrating. Now, now you're, you know, three games back. Look, it's not over by any means, uh, but it's certainly making it harder for yourself. Uh, the 5 a.m. hour is brought to you by Car Gurus. Go to cargurus.com today to find great deals from top rated dealers near you. That's C A R G U R U S.com. Um, so there you have it. The, the Phillies just uh, squandered another opportunity, uh, but I think the, the the one positive you can take out of last night is Justin Bohr and Roman Quinn, uh, in my opinion, are deserving of, if not full platoons at their rightful positions, then definitely more playing time. Uh, because Justin Bohr last night had a home run, a, a, you know, a double. Had some solid run production. And look, Carlos Santana hasn't had a multi-extra uh, base hit game, I think, in over two months. Uh, so Justin Bohr in, in three games came in and, and has done what Carlos Santana hasn't been able to do lately. Um, and, you know, it, it, Santana, you can call it a bad signing. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people uh, have made it out to be. But... He's, you know, at a historic low right now for batting average. You know, he he did bring that patient kind of approach to to batting that it seems infectious throughout the lineup and and apparently, you know, he's been tutoring Michael Franco this season and and it's pretty evident that Franco uh has had a, you know, a turnaround as evidence in the first inning. You know, he he gets down in a count early 0-2, uh works a full count fouls two balls off and then gets a hanging curve and tattoos it over the fence. Uh, you know, it was a great at bat from him. 
saw a lot of pitches, worked a count, you know, got got a mistake pitch and and took advantage of it. So, you know, Santana has had some effect on guys like that, uh, but frankly just hasn't been good enough, uh, especially for what you're paying him. So, you know, Justin Bohr, I I would platoon full-time with Carlos uh, at first, and same goes for Roman Quinn in center field with Odubel Herrera. Um, I, I think he's earned – I'm not giving up on Odubel by any means, uh, but I just think Roman Quinn has earned some time because – when he's given the chance, he, he does all right for you. So that's where the Phillies are now, three games out of first uh, with the Braves, a game and a half out uh, of the NL wild card. So uh, th- things certainly not over, but, man, do they make it tough to support them sometimes. Uh, and last night was just, uh, what a kick in the junk. Uh, but it is Eagles game day today. Eagles-Browns tonight in Cleveland. And i got to be honest, I was dying. Uh, Chris Long posted this picture yesterday. It kind of went viral last night. Um, it was, I guess the guys, the D-line was going out to dinner. Um, so they, <laughs> this is hilarious that they didn't call an Uber XL. They called an Uber X. Haloti Nada, Michael Bennett, Chris Long, and Fletcher Cox. And the four of them took a selfie inside an UberX Civic. And frankly, it's just hilarious to see the four of those giants in this tiny Civic with, you know, your average looking dude driving the car, uh, just getting towered over by those four. Uh, so very funny picture, but they are out in Cleveland. It is the, I guess, most important quote unquote game of the preseason. It's usually where your starters go the longest. Um, and Doug P was asked, uh, you know, courtesy NBC Sports Philadelphia, uh, what he wanted to see from Nick and the offense tonight. Uh, and here's Doug. You guys saw a couple of throws early in the game. We're just not, not, you know, Nick Foles type throws uh, as far as accuracy goes. So just making those types of, you know, routine type plays. Just overall execution. Would love to see a, you know, a touchdown drive or two. You know, obviously, or points uh, out of the first unit. It would help if I turn my mic on. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course you'd like to see that stuff. Uh, you know, Jim Schwartz also talked about how the game will determine, you know, a lot of who starts on opening night on his side of the ball. And here's Jim. I think the competition is good. And I think um, it'll go, this game will go a long way to deciding um, who's going to be out there in the opener. Yeah, basically, I think he's talking about slot cornerback. Uh, and your third linebacker, because we keep forgetting that Nigel Bradham is uh, suspended the opening game, and he's one of the guys that really was was key to last year's success. Uh, he was such a sure tackler. He he really did a great job last year. So that's that's a big loss opening night, uh, especially when the majority of time you're in two linebacker sets. Um, so now you've you know you got Jordan Hicks, and it's probably going to be Camus Gruger Hill and Nathan Gary out there. Uh, opening night, so I think the battle Jim Schwartz is talking about is is Gruget Hill versus uh, Gary for that third linebacker spot once Bradham gets back, uh, and then uh, apparently Avante Maddox and, and Sidney Jones are, are locked in a battle. You know they're both essentially rookies. Sidney got a little rust off the tires last year, uh, but both guys battling for that slot position. And look, that's another aspect of this team that. Uh, you know, things couldn't have gone better last year with, with Patrick Robinson, uh, you know, a guy that a lot of people thought was going to get cut in camp, you know, was one of the best slot cornerbacks in the league last year. So we just assume that, you know, things are going to be all hunky dory there at the slot cornerback position, but maybe not. 
and that's a vital role in today's NFL. So you'd like to see somebody kind of win that position clearly tonight. Uh, that would be nice to see. Uh, but those are the, those are the things Jim Schwartz is referencing there. Uh, we'll see. Nick Foles, I would imagine, plays the full half. Um, you know, he's got to show you something tonight after the poor Patriots performance. Uh, hopefully Big V, uh, doesn't let him get killed again. Uh, and that's a big matchup to watch tonight too. Big V versus Miles Garrett. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, but the other big news yesterday out of Ohio State University was, uh, the news of head coach Urban Meyer in his three-game suspension uh, for essentially covering up one of his coaches domestically abusing his wife. Uh, his wife knew from the abused, uh, and, and basically Urban did nothing about it. You know, the guy had a track record dating back to the University of Florida. Uh, apparently, drug use, uh, you know, erratic behavior, uh, you know, abusing his wife, all these things. And and look, Urban just kind of looked the other way. Which is so dumb because if, if you're Urban Meyer, is a wide receiver coach really worth putting your reputation on the line for? Like, what wide receiver coach in any walk of football is irreplaceable? It's just, it's just, I've lost all respect for the guy. It's going to be tough for me to watch Ohio State football games. And look, when you have North Carolina kids and quarter, the, you know, a couple kids down there got four game suspensions for selling their own memorabilia. And now you're telling me a, a guy that's making $7 million a year gets less suspension for, for systematically covering up uh, for one of his coaches who was abusing a woman? Like, what a joke. Uh, an absolute joke. Ohio State should be embarrassed. Urban Meyer should be embarrassed. And, and he did himself no favors in that press conference yesterday because he came off just like evil, frankly. And apparently this is a guy with some skeletons in the closet, you know, dating back to Florida. Um, So I would imagine some journalist out there is going to make it his goal to now, you know, dig up some Urban Meyer skeletons. And that may be the last thing he wants. So, you know, that's that's the big story today nationally. And, you know, it's just it's just a shame. Uh, Other quick news. uh, The NFL decided after meeting with players, coaches, and league officials that there's going to be no rule change to the new helmet rule before, uh, heading into the regular season. Uh, they're happy with where things are. are. Uh, Tiger versus Phil Mickelson officially announced their Thanksgiving weekend uh, pay-per-view uh, Las Vegas one-on-one golf tournament. $9 million to the winner. Uh, winner takes all. Shadow Creek Golf Course, November 23rd. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many people buy it. I, for one, want to see it. Don't know if I'll actually pony up to do so. Uh, but that's that's big golf-going pay-per-view. Uh, you're listening to The Fanatic at 5. Fanatic Sports Times, 541. The Fanatic at 5 on 97.5 The Fanatic. Evil dealerships, beware! Gateway Kia's superhero sales event brings savings and justice for all. Pow! Get up to six thousand overbook for your trade. Wham! Or we'll match your down payment up to six grand. Kapow! Get a new 2018 Forte LX or a new 2019 Soul. Just one seventy nine a month. Zero down. Zero first payment. Zero do it sign. Or whack! Get a new 2019 Sportage LX or a new 2018 Sorento L. Just one ninety nine a month. Zero down. Zero first payment. Zero do it sign. Get up to six thousand overbook for your trade, or we'll match your down payment up to six grand. There's savings justice for all at Gateway. Route 611 in Warrington and Route 309 in Quakertown. Shop online at shopgatewaykia.com. Remember, for 
superhero savings justice, we'll see you at Gateway Kia. Gateway Kia, the discount Kia Open Labor Day. Leases are 36 months. Zero security deposit. 10K miles per year lease. Get tax title and DMV. Discount lease only. Trade gals value with credit approval. Expires 9 Do you remember me? Sure. You and your husband were moving to another home. You told me to wave my arm like I was scattering seed. I remember. And everything disappeared. Yes, it did. Just like that. Just like that. This is where we moved to. It's beautiful. Please. Look at all the junk they left behind. Point to what you would like to disappear, ma'am. You don't want me to wave my arm again? Only if you want everything to disappear. All I have to do is point? All you have to do is point. Well... Let's start with that broken bird bath, that old swing set, and that nasty old yard furniture. <laughs> when you want junk to disappear, all you have to do is point. <laughs> and those broken tree limbs. <laughs> Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And that pile of boxes. <laughs> or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. Now T-Mobile has unlimited for the rest of us. And it starts as low as 30 bucks per line for four lines. Because there are unlimited ways to use your phone, and T-Mobile wants you to enjoy every last one of them. So if you want to send everyone you know a cute puppy gift each morning, or have the family snap countless selfies on vacation, or even watch your friends live stream their attempts at this week's latest viral dance move, now you can. Go do what makes you you. Go find new ways to share with others. Go capture moments that can't be recreated. Get unlimited for everyone now starting as low as 30 bucks per line for four lines from T-Mobile. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store to get unlimited today. During congestion, users on this plan may notice speeds lower than other users and further reduction if using more than 50 gigs per month. Video streams at 480p with auto pay, plus taxes and fees, unlimited data while on our network. All right, everyone, you're probably doing something right now like working or fishing or driving or building a three-story doghouse, so I'll keep this short. Peanuts, caramel, that's what's in a payday bar. Simple. Nuts, that's power food. Caramel, that's just plain good. Fits in your hand, good. Easy to open, great. Easy to eat, even greater. It gives you the energy to keep doing whatever you're doing. And it tastes darn good, too. All right, good talk. Grab a payday bar and get back to doing. Payday, get to it. Back to School 101 from Staples. Today's lesson, modern dance. Staples has everything your kids need for back to school at low prices. So when your son finds the Gotta Have It backpack he's been wanting at a Gotta Have It price you've been wanting, you'll both break out your happy dance. Go to staples.com slash weekly ad for a coupon to get $10 off your $50 in-store purchase of school supplies. Staples, the back to school specialty store. Offer ends 825-18. Exclusions apply. See store staples.com for details. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Ooh, things are about to change around here. Catch up on the Philly sports you missed the night before. And what's coming up later in the day, the Fanatic at 5 with Aton Shander and Jamie Lynch. This is new. Weekday mornings at 5, live on 97.5 The Fanatic.
Welcome in. Last segment of Fanatic at 5 before we get to Aton Shander and Trey Thomas coming up at the top of the hour. It's game day, and I believe Trey last night was breaking down the Browns' previous two preseason games. Uh, and we'll talk about everybody tonight, what their playing time is going to be, what the expectations are, what Trey's looking for, especially at a big V. Uh, so you definitely want to tune in to Trey this morning. Uh, he put in his homework last night, so he's got you covered on Browns-Eagles today. Uh, real quick, if you're just joining the show, uh, you know, obviously the Phillies blew a golden opportunity last night. There's not much else to say. Uh, this team is officially in their worst skid of the season. They've lost 10 of their last 15. They're now three games out of the NL East, a game and a half out of the wild card, and they were one strike away from from ending that skid last night. Because, look, losing 9 of 15 doesn't sound nearly as bad as losing 10 of 15. And today, 1 o'clock, day baseball. It's Aaron Nola versus Max Scherzer. That's certainly no gimme for the Phillies. Um, so, who knows? This could be a five-game Losing streak. Uh, the the Pirates are doing uh, you know us no favors here, uh, as they say they can't seem to beat the Braves. So uh, don't look for much help from them. Uh, but it is Eagles game day. Finally, it's here. Well, kind of. It's preseason. I'm Jones in for September sixth already. I can't take much more. Uh, next week's game is officially the worst uh, football you'll see all season in the NFL. Uh, so that's you know just get us to Labor Day. Come out of Labor Day Monday, and boom, Thursday's game day. Can't get here soon enough. Um, yeah, just, you know, Jim Schwartz talked about it last night. Some of the things he'll be looking for tonight is, is guys, you know, basically um, determining who's going to be getting some playing time on, on opening day. Uh, and I think the guys he's talking about in particular are your third linebacker and your, your slot cornerbacks. Uh, we'll see what we get out of Nick Foles tonight. I would imagine he plays at least a half, if not a little bit into the third quarter, depending on how that half goes. Uh, Big V obviously has a shot at redemption tonight as he uh, you know, needs to bounce back from last week, and he has no easy task tonight with Miles Garrett. Uh, you know, Jason Peters, Sproul, the majority of, of the guys contributing on the offensive side of the ball aren't even going to get you know, aren't even playing tonight. No Jason Peters, no Darren Sproles, no Nelson Aguilar, no Alshon Jeffrey. Um, Zach Ertz, I would imagine, is probably in a fairly limited role. We'll see. I would imagine maybe he plays a quarter. Uh, so a good chance for Dallas Goddard to really shine tonight. You know, just uh, while it's, you know, the biggest game of the preseason, man, this preseason has been boring. Uh, one, you're, you're you're defending world champs, so the angst isn't there, and that's then that's a good thing. Um, but two, it's just so many guys are injured and down, and and you know that's probably a product of playing so late into February uh, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, which was very cool. Um, so you know maybe they just want to preserve guys, uh, but your Timmy Jernigans and your Alshon Jeffries, these guys you know haven't even practiced yet. So I'd like to get a more clear timeline on some of these guys to know what we're heading into the season with. I'd be shocked at this point if Jernigan or Alshon are playing week one. Uh, and look, Alshon, it's not a question of toughest because that dude played with a torn rotator cuff all last season, which is incredible. Didn't even tell anybody about it. So, um, you know, he's got to get right, but would like to know where he's at exactly. Uh, haven't heard a ton about it last night or, or recently about Alshon and his actual timeline. Uh, the other NFL news, 
The NFL league offices met with coaches, players, and league officials yesterday and decided that there's going to be no official change to the helmet rule heading into the regular season. Uh, I think they're fairly happy with how things went in the preseason. And, and I was kind of shocked by the stat. There was only one and a half helmet rule penalties per game uh, average in the NFL this this preseason. So while we're we're here, you know, saying it's going to ruin the game and it's like football and this and that. It was only called one and a half times a game, which is which surprised me because I would have guessed at least three times a game it was called. Uh, so maybe, maybe we're overblowing the helmet rule situation. Uh, we'll see as we head into the regular season. Uh, another piece of NFL news, Des Bryant, if you watched the most recent Hard Knocks, uh, you saw him on there visiting the Browns, uh, putting on his best front for a job interview, but still hasn't signed. And a lot of people, I guess, thought that New England would be a good situation for him to end up in, you know, part of that culture, working with Brady, you know, yada, yada, yada. Little little rumor came out last night. The Patriots are unlikely uh, to show interest in Des Bryant. Uh, and they just released Kenny Britt yesterday. Remember when Kenny Britt was almost an Eagle? Remember that rumor mill? Oh, Kenny Britt's down in AC. He's going to be signing with the Eagles tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, still waiting. Maybe he'll come here now. Who knows? Uh, Dominic Rogers Cromartie, former Eagle, uh, inks a deal with the Raiders to join them. Uh, and locally, Molly Sullivan, formerly of the Sixers broadcast with NBC Sports Philly, uh, has now taken a job with the Philadelphia Eagles. She's going to be doing the in-stadium kind of uh, highlight reels, uh, broadcasting the Super Bowl, or not the Super Bowl, the halftime red zone channel that they do. And she's going to be covering the team. I would imagine she kind of splits duties a little bit with Spadaro. Uh, during the week, she is going to be an Eagles reporter. Uh, so Molly Sullivan stays in town and, and hops from Sixers to Eagles. Uh, and a little bit of a weird one in Dallas. Uh, their center, Travis Frederick, who's an anchor of that line. And, you know, look, you keep hearing the Cowboys have one of the best offensive lines in football. Well, here in Philadelphia, they actually do have the best offensive line in football. Uh, but the Cowboys line got a little bit weaker yesterday as Travis Frederick uh, has been diagnosed with a, I guess, somewhat rare autoimmune system nerve irritation disorder uh, that could possibly put his season into jeopardy. Um, so that's the news out of Dallas yesterday. George Ioka, the safety that was cut from Cincinnati Bengals, former pro bowler. Um, a lot of people thought was going to end up in Dallas because they need safety help. Turns out he signed with the Minnesota Vikings uh, to join Harrison Smith and um, Xavier Rhodes. Now they have probably one of the nastiest safety t- cores in the NFL. Uh, so the rich get richer in Minnesota. And Minnesota's going to be a really good team this year. I know we handled them 38-7 to and, and, you know, not sweating it big time. But that's a talented team. One, they just added Ioka. Two, you're getting a Dalvin Cook back. Three, you upgraded your quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Um, so Minnesota's going to be a really good team. Um, and the NFC is going to be stacked. I mean, Minnesota, Green Bay, uh, you know, all these teams, the Rams, the Eagles. Look, I think the Cowboys could be okay. Maybe not with uh, some of the injuries they got going on. Uh, but, you know. We just assume it's going to be easy for the Eagles to have a chance at repeating, and frankly, it's not because the NFC is just just absolutely diabolical this year. Uh, last piece of news that kind of jumped out at me, Lamar Odom yesterday was talking, 
Yeah, and don't worry about playing it, Sam. We're coming up against it here. Um, he t- he talked about his coma, the time he spent in the coma. The guy had 12 strokes and six heart attacks while he was in his coma. That's insane. He almost had a double-double uh, of heart failure. Uh, truly amazing he's alive after re- after hearing that yesterday. Uh, and C.J. McCollum, the guy a lot of Sixers fans have, have hard eyes for, took the Browns to win over five and a half games this year uh, as a bet yesterday. So we'll see how C.J. does there. Uh, coming up next is Aton Shander and Trey Thomas uh, in the morning show filling in for Anthony and Bob this week. I'm Jamie Lynch. Thanks for tuning in to the Fanatic at 5. Uh, thanks to Sam for producing. Uh, see you on the other side on the morning show. Fanatic Sports Times 555.